The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we're going to be doing something a little bit different because we're going to be talking about our relationships with our pets. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a serious dog lover. In fact, I just wrote a dog food cookbook called Sophie's Scrumptious Treats, which is available on Amazon. And for many of us, we believe that pets are part of the family. They're family members, and we want to learn how to communicate with them as effectively as we can in the same way we want to do with humans. So today we have a real treat. My guest is Joan Ranquette. Joan is an animal communicator or a pet psychic, as probably what most people say. And let me tell you a little bit more about her. She is the author of Communication with All Life, Revelations of an Animal Communicator, and her newest book, Energy Healing for Animals, Techniques to Enhance the Health, Longevity, and Happiness of the Animals We Love, will be released in August of this year. She is also the founder of Communication with All Life University. Through private sessions, workshops, teleseminars, and speaking events, Joan facilitates a deepening of the human-animal connection. She was chosen by MSN as one of the top 25 people who do what they love. She has worked with thousands of individual pet owners, dog, cat, and horse trainers, barn managers, and vets. She troubleshoots medical issues, helps stimulate healing in conjunction with conventional treatment, and helps clients to deepen their ability to care for and understand their animals. She is successful at finding lost cats and dogs and often helps clients whose pets are aging and dying. Most notably, she teaches animal communication. Welcome, Joan. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You know, I've been telling everyone, of course, that you're going to be on the show, and people seem to react with intrigue, interest, even amazement, curiosity when I'm going to be telling when I tell them I'm going to be talking with a pet psychic. Is that pretty typical? Um, it is. Uh, I mean, in my little, in my teeny little sphere, it is not. It's like kind of the normal thing. But yes, I think that. Um, People still don't know that it exists, and it's um, amazing to me because I, I, it's uh, so normal at my house. <laughs> right, right. So can you tell us what, what really does that mean, being a pet psychic or an animal communicator? 
Well, what does it mean in terms of the communication, or what does it mean, like, what does my day job look like? Um, what does it mean in terms of the communication? Um, it means that um, I, that, well, any of us could, you, animal communication is uh, telepathy. We use telepathy, and it's the transference of pictures, words, and feelings. So when you get a, you know, a sense or a hit sometimes of, say, you know, somebody's going to call and right then they call you or you have that sense of um, something's gone wrong for someone, mm-hmm. that's telepathy. And so it's actually happening all, happening all the time. It doesn't have to be over something big or tragic or scary. It, it actually can be like, hey, it's time to go on a walk. And then you magically get the leash and the dog acts excited and Really, the dog's saying, wow, it worked this time. um, (laughs) Right, right. That's fascinating. So really, it's kind of like tuning in to that, Mm -hmm. that process. Yeah, Yeah. and it's it's funny because when I say it's the transference of pictures, words, and feelings, it sounds like, you know, one minute you're sending and the next minute you're receiving. But the truth is we're always broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're broadcasting how we feel. We're broadcasting. So it's, you know... It's fun to hear your pet, but on a really uh, daily level, it's always going on. And so, I, I tell people it's almost more important to be a good rece- a good sender, mm-hmm. or become aware of how you are in your household because it's having, you know, a direct impact on the beings in your home. Right, sort of like the energy that you carry. Yes. No, I mean, we can all tell if somebody walks in the room and they're in a bad mood. Yeah. So uh, I'm assuming that our pets know that as well. They know it even better because their survival depended on that kind of, um, I mean, ours did too, but our, you know, we've been domesticated far longer than they have been. Although mm-hmm. they domesticated right along with us, but they still, they still have a little more... Um, of a feeler, so to speak, into the wild. And, um, you know, all the cues and signalings um, of things are how they function, how they, how they survive. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, uh, being able to... So they're big detectives. They're always aware of how we are feeling, thinking, acting, you know, and they, right. they take their cues from it. Right. I, I know that um, my little dog goes to playgroup, usually on Tuesday mornings. And I tell you, she wakes up knowing it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And and it, to me, my day looks the same for those first couple of hours. But something signals to her yeah. it's Tuesday. And she knows. Because mm-hmm. meanwhile, you're like, wow, I'm just having coffee, but we are going to playgroup. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. She knows. And and you you started to say something also about um people can learn. I know you have a, a university communication with all life and and is it that most of us it's a skill we can learn? Everybody is already doing it. And then it's just a matter of becoming aware of it. So yes. It's a skill you can learn and you know, I have I have um you know, beginning and intermediate and advanced classes, but I'm about March 3rd, I'm launching a new really beginning, beginning class for people that don't even want to become animal communicators or just to pique their interest um, through daily OM, um, 
but all that information will be available on my site. But yeah, so I'll be okay. putting up this daily OM class, and that will be a really well, good beginning, you know, place to start, because I talk a lot about, you know, how uh, how to how to kind of, I mean, how to be a good sender, how to be a good receiver, and um, and all sorts of other things, how to scan for challenges, how to, you know, feel into the body, mm-hmm. things like that. Well, and, and I know that I feel like I've learned quite a bit from reading your book, Communication with All Life, and... I know that I just decide, well, I'm just going to pick a couple of the tips that she suggests, like sending pictures, uh-huh. and and I found it to be very successful. I know that when I first rescued little Rosie, she would be so wound up that when it was time to go out, I couldn't catch her to get her leashed up. And so I just put the picture in my mind of her sitting quietly waiting for me to put her leash on, and guess what? Boom. That's what happened. That's awesome. And yeah, it's like, whoa, she's right. <laughs> I can do this. You know, so that was really cool. So I would really encourage everyone to at least start with reading the book, Communication with All Life. And there's, su- there's such useful information in there that, you know, anyone can learn. It's funny because I've been rereading it um, just to, because uh, I'm in the re- final, final rewrite of the new book, um, Energy Healing for Animals. And uh, I've also been rereading it because of this Daily Ohm course, trying to see if there's any stories that kind of match what I'm doing. Mm-h. And um, I, it, it is packed full of information. I hadn't looked it, at it in years, but it is, yeah. it is packed. It really is. You know, I, I didn't expect it to be quite so packed with information, but as I began to read through it, I thought, wow, there are just, you know, a number of, of useful ideas, techniques, concepts that you can use to understand where you are with your dog, where you want to go, or your cat. I, I'm just using dogs since that's what I have. But just um, things that you can do today to help... Um, you know, communicate more effectively. So, what would you say are the um, are the building blocks to to begin to be able to communicate with your animal? I think I read you were talking about feeling safe and having inner peace. Yeah, so being able to be quiet and um, having you know having a, a teeny little I know meditation. It's the M word, and people get scared off by it, but. Being able to quiet your mind, I mean, some people may not meditate, but they may be long-distance runners. They know what it is to quiet their mind. So Mm -hmm. um, utilizing that ability or finding it, even if you just practice a little bit a day in a day for a few days, because if when information comes, if you have a quiet mind, you're going to start to recognize that it's not, you're not the source of that information, that it came from somewhere else. So... Mm -hmm. Um, and we do it all day long. We take off away with, we walk away with our boss's bad moods. We walk away with our, you know, spouse's thoughts. Um, so, you know, being able to get quiet. Um, and, and then a safe environment is really important, too, because at first you're going to want to work with neutral animals. Like it's, it's the practice round at first before you try to communicate with your own animals would be, 
to maybe go over to your friend's house. And when I say safe environment, someone that's not going to make fun of you, that's going to be mm-hmm. supportive, that's going to... Oops, there goes my dog. There um, she is. Oh, is that Olivia? <laughs> that one's actually Isabella, and Olivia's oh. right behind her. So Okay. But my uh, Delilah's outside thinking that she's on coyote patrol or something. Oh, okay. So, well, they're um, wanting to participate with us, so... <laughs> um, that one was Olivia. Okay. Uh, anyway... Um, so being in a safe environment and uh, I'll just lock them in there and they can just bark. Um, uh, being in a safe environment, being in a, in a, with a neutral animal and really being able to quiet your mind is the place to start. And if you have those three things, um, you know, that's kind of, I, it's, I'd love to say it's way more complicated than that, but it's not. It's so simple, you know, it's... Mm-hmm. It's literally, it's deceptively simple. And so then the ultimate piece is trusting yourself because when you have um, this information coming to you, you don't always trust yourself, right? So, right, that's for sure. Yeah, so that's where I liken this to a muscle. You know, it's like we're building a muscle. We're rebuilding a muscle. We, we, learned anim- we didn't have to learn animal communication. We actually did telepathy as little babies. So mm. once we learned language, we lost the ability to communicate in that way. And um, uh, so we're getting back on the bicycle, so to speak, and we're going to ride around the block with some training wheels. And All right. That's that- how it it is. That's ex- so exciting to, to hear about. And um, we need to take a short break now. And we will be right back with my guest, animal communicator, Joan Rankett. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. How do you achieve balance in your life? Is it when everything runs in perfect alignment with each other, time, money, and life? You can keep everything in nearly perfect balance. Listen for Be Mighty with K.D. Marley, which is made up of two people, K. Mar and D. Lee. The hosts have worked with small business owners to find the best and most systematic way of tracking both time and money in order to achieve work-life balance to their advantage. The show can help you, too. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. I am speaking today with my guest, Joan Ranquette, about animal communication. And um, we were talking before about, you know, the prerequisites for for, um, establishing this good communication, this telepathic style. And I think one of the things you also talk about, Joan, is the concept of emotional leadership. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's uh, to me, it's a little bit... Some people aren't going to be that super, almost dominant personality that, um, like Caesar Milan talks about being mm-hmm. alpha or... In pack horse, leader. What's that? The pack leader. The pack leader, right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people get in their mind that, like, oh, that requires me to be some sort of, like, Girl Scout almost, and I'm going to be out there, and... I'm going to lead this pack, and it, um, so that brings up certain images. And I'm not. I think that there's a lot of great things with that, but that isn't in everybody's personality type, right? Um, right. And then there's, you know, in the horse world, um, a lot of people talk about kind of being the lead mare. You know, it's a, it's a similar thing where it's like that that horse that you're watching the signals and. She's a little bit tough, and she's like, "Hey, no, we're going this way," you know. And it's it's an it's another similar dynamic to pack leader. And mm-hmm. so, when I talk about emotional leadership, I'm talking about the idea that when we are in a state of self awareness, we aren't kind of like, you know, how uh, you remember the Charlie Brown um, cartoon and how Pigpen mm-hmm. would walk in and he'd have mm-hmm. he was just always a mess. Yeah. So exactly. sometimes our auric field, or our energy field, or that bad mood or that sad day uh, becomes kind of like an energy field mess. And mm-hmm. so when we're an emotional leader, we have um, an ability to be a messy and um, really... Uh, Walk through the day a little more elegantly, I suppose, or mm-hmm. even if you're having a tough time, that you really work through it and you take care of it so it's not part of the dynamic in your household. So being an emotional leader is, you know, little taking a little self-reflection and knowing where you are and being able to come in and, you know, walk through your day with a little more um, conscientiousness of what, uh, what it's doing to your household to not be aware. Does that make sense? Yes, and you know what it sounds like to me, Joan, correct me if, if this is wrong, but it sounds a lot like parenting to me because I, I do a lot of parent training and parent education, and uh, oftentimes I have to help people sort of rebalance their household because the parents may not be in charge. That's exactly and, it. And, you know, it's important for parents, I think, to believe, you know, I'm in charge here and a three-year-old is not running this household. And we don't want our pets running the household. Um, you know, and, and it it's 
goes along with, I think, one of the um, the techniques that you also suggested had to do with um, sending a clear picture, sending a clear message to the animal of what you want them to do. Yeah. And and I I tell that to people, you know, all day long to tell the child what you want them to do, not what you don't want them to do. Because if we if we look at how we communicate with children or other members of the household I think it's probably the same with our pets we're always saying well stop it don't do that instead of saying you know it's like don't be late instead of saying well be on time yeah you know or don't bark it's like quiet and I knew that I didn't have time to do my usual stick when the dog saw the coyote so I so I exited to the other room and quieted them on the break Uh, but oh that's why they're quiet (laughs) yeah um, yeah Uh, yeah, I'm sitting with all of them now. Um, but <clears throat> and and also when we think about that, we actually all think and we all process a certain amount in pictures. So mm-hmm. when we're saying "don't bark," they don't they can't process the word "don't." They right. only get the word "bark," and right. so they're getting bigger and bigger, and you're getting louder and louder. Like, stop it! Mm-hmm. And it just goes into crazy zone. You know, it's really an invitation to bark. Right. Um, and uh, when you can, like in a situation I just had, I had to kind of get the ringleader under control before it, because the other two were, you know, they would stop. But if the if the ringleader in that particular circumstance was going to, um, my little clown girl was going to keep barking out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I also need her to let me know when coyotes are out because sometimes I... I let my cats go down to the barn, and mm-hmm. so, it, you know, and I also need her to be that little safety measure. But um, there's a certain point where, right, where you're telling the kid, you know, or the dog, don't do this, and they can't, they can't process that. Well, and, and, you know, John, now that you mention it, it's exactly, we do that to ourselves. Yes. Because our subconscious mind can't tell time. Exactly. So, you know, when when we tell ourselves, well, I'm not going to do that or don't do that or, you know, whatever it may be, our subconscious mind doesn't hear the negative. Right. So, you know, and like people might say, well, I'm not going to forget the milk on my way home. Well, all the, the subconscious mind is hears is forget the milk, forget the yeah, milk. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing. Or I'm not going to eat that pizza. Whoa, I'll have a oh, yeah. large. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So really... Um, our our relationship with our pets is a mirror, isn't it? Is that accurate to say? Yeah, it's a I mean mirror. it is. It it, it is, <laughs> and it's also uh, to me that's one aspect of the of that guru in our house. Um, mm-hmm. it's the mirror. Um, they also are on their own journey, and so they get to uh, show us lots of little things if we you know follow them down that road. Uh, Mm -hmm. if we're paying a lot of attention. But yeah, that sort of the behavior in the household, in the moment, when we are unconscious is a direct, you know, response to what we're doing and being in the world. Yeah, I I know that when when I rescued little Rosie, and I've had her for about a year and a half now, she was, as I said, quite high strung. And I realized I needed to really be extra calm. Yeah. 
extra calm to and help that's her. that's a great example of where her journey meets your journey. Now you can make something else. Right. And, and after... I was able to work with her with that, and, and it took probably, it took a couple of months for her to really start being more of a, a regular dog, like use her nose and walk on grass, that kind of thing. Then she could really come more into her own and learn. But until that happened, um, it was holding her back from learning, I think. Yeah. That makes sense? Oh, totally. I see, yeah. I mean, I have... Um I think a lot of us have that kind of story in our household. And that's the thing that I love to see is, you know, people really recognizing how they had to be, how you got to go into a new state of Zen to mm-hmm. be able to to care for this little dog. And what a great thing that that, what a great gift that dog is giving you. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I always think that, you know, certainly my dogs learn from me, but I think I learn from them as well. Um, <clears throat> with my little Sophie that I, I rescued as a senior, and I only had her five years, and she was, you know, in rough shape when I got her. But um, people like to talk about, oh, you were so good to her, and you gave her the best five years of her life. And, and I like to think that that's true. But little Sophie changed my life, too. Because, yeah. you know, I have the book named after her, I have a website named after her, all kinds of things that she really changed my life. Um, and so it goes both ways. Absolutely. At least in my household. <laughs> no, it goes both ways here, too. There's mm-hmm. so many things. <clears throat> Each of my animals have a story that's attached to my growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Um, and, and I think it really is just a matter of... Uh, of tuning into that, if I'm not mistaken, and look, taking a look at that, because I didn't really think of it with Sophie. I didn't think about it in those terms until someone happened to mention it. Yeah, she she really changed your life, didn't she? And yeah. she did indeed. And and that was uh, that was pretty cool to see. And in fact, now that since we're talking about Sophie, maybe I can um, tell a little story about one of the things that happened that absolutely confirmed my um, my understanding and and belief in our ability to to communicate with animals and um, it happened with little Sophie and you know I didn't know anything about her she was old when I got her and pretty raggedy um, but I was very curious so I contacted a pet psych- psychic Lydia Hibby um, and she told me various things about the the dog and you know you can sometimes you can validate things and sometimes you can't but one of the things she said was you know Sophie wants a black rhinestone collar and I thought what it seemed kind of silly to me and I never would have purchased a black rhinestone collar pink maybe but not black Um, so I went out the next day got one I had to go to three or four different stores to get the right one that would fit her. Came home, I took it out of my purse, and I held it up so she could look at it. And she ran to me, and she sat down in front of me so I could put it on her. And that little dog raced around the house. She was the happiest I have ever seen her. And I thought, oh, my goodness. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I'm not sure I would have believed it because it seemed, you know, kind of far-fetched. But I did see it with my own eyes. And it seems like almost anthropomorphizing, right? 
Yes, it does. You know, you think, well, what? But then that the next morning I was talking to my neighbor who has a little dog, um, and I said, I don't even know where Sophie would see a black rhinestone collar. And she looked at me and said her dog was wearing one the, the morning before. Oh, and that's, that's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, it was incredibly validating. And I thought, okay, I get it now. <laughs> you know, I'm a believer now. So um, it, it, was, uh, it was really fascinating to see and, and see it right in front of me. Um, in a way that you can't deny, um, it's pretty obvious. So, so um, we are getting ready to take another short break here, and maybe when we come back, we can hear some more stories from from your experience and things that you might like to share with us about what people have learned or gained in in their work with you, okay. Joan. Okay, so we'll be right back with Joan Ranquette. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to Embrace Your Inner Self and Empower Yourself with host Sangeeta Patel. This is the show you've been waiting for. It's about moving forward with relationships, money, emotional healing, and meditation. How do you remove energy blockages from your body? You'll learn about this as well as exploring how the yin and yang works to balance your life. Sangeeta and her guests are here to discuss your personal blueprint to a better life. Listen Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's DrSanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are speaking with Joan Ranquette, an animal communicator today. And I was, uh, before the break, sharing my little Sophie story about what made a believer out of me (laughs) when uh, I saw how my little Sophie reacted when I followed up on information that the pet psychic had given me at that time, which was, you know, a number of years ago, 
by now. Um, so I was hoping maybe, Joan, you could share some stories with us that, you know, maybe your favorite stories or things that you can share with us that you've seen or worked with that you think we might like to hear about. Well, one of my favorite stories is um, this uh, friend of mine had called and said that his um, dog was really, you know, at the end of his life, and he thought it was time to go put him down. And um, he was, you know, heartbroken over it, but he really thought it was his time. So when I connected with the dog, it was big uh, golden retriever, and when I connected with the dog, the dog told me that... um, No, he wasn't really ready to go yet, but that he, you know, I could feel a heaviness in the lung. So it felt like more of a virus or an infection. So Mm -hmm. my friend Frank took his dog to the vet, found out that the dog had had uh, bronchitis. Mm. But um, when, when I did connect with him, he said, I would love to have a party. I'd love to have a birthday party. And so, um, and this dog was pretty old at the time, and he didn't walk well and what have you. So Frank was like a party. So he and his partner, Gabriel, had, um, they uh, organized a big party, and their sister, uh, Gabriel's sisters and kids, there were just a million kids and people and animals, and they actually videoed um so the dog was typically kind of lying down at the far side of the yard because he, you know, his hips were bad and he didn't didn't walk a lot. But when they came out, they decided to call it his birthday party. And when they came out with the birthday cake and started singing to him, they had it on video. He came running over, running. He hadn't run in wow. you know a year or so. Wow. And running over and howled while the whole time they sang. <laughs> And then he was just as happy as can be. And then he did, you know, he died of probably about a month later, but at least he got his party. It's he like, you know, party. it reminded me when you were talking about getting the rhinestone, that it's right. like, yeah, they do want these things, you know? So. Right, right. And, you know, you, at least I felt kind of silly at first, I thought. Can that be true? Like you mentioned, maybe we're just anthropomorphizing it. But, you know, when you see these things and you you can see what the dog is doing, you it. You know, like that dog's running and howling. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's obvious that there's something going on there, that they're getting their needs met as well. And the funny thing is, is even on the video as they're walking out, you can hear some adult with her child saying, really, we're doing this for a dog? <laughs> and then, right then, again, this is almost like 20 years ago, so it's like mm-hmm. nobody would question that now. Yeah, of right. course we're doing it for a dog. Right, right, right. That's interesting. That's really interesting. And so I'm assuming you get lots of, of feedback from people about um, how, how empowering the contact with you and the work that you've done with them has been. I get a lot of emails. Yeah, I do. And I, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, I've, yeah, it's, it's really great. That, that sort of, that aspect of my work is really, I love that, you know, because it's, it's nice to hear back, and it's nice to hear. Um, actually, I, I had a weekend workshop this last weekend, and there was a gal that came. She's in my home study course, and she's um, she's uh, about, you know, she has a dog, that, uh, and she's about to possibly join the big group, my big 
you know, more professional course. But um, she has a dog that was diagnosed with lymphoma, and the dog wasn't ready. Was she, the woman was on the fence about doing chemo, and the um, the woman wasn't sure if that was the right thing. You know, it wasn't really in alignment with what she wanted, thought would be correct. But the dog said she was open to whatever the woman wanted to try. So they went for a light dose of chemo. But I also recommended, like I I distribute for a company called Dynamite, so I I recommended a bunch of antioxidants and different dog products um, that we have that would build the immune system and and help the stomach. And um, also... Uh, a particular type of mushroom that's that's anti-cancer sort of thing. And I swear to God, it, it, I have to just let it go. When I get off the phone, I just have to say, you know, it's, uh, you know, I hope, you know, do a little prayer for that dog and that person and, mm-hmm. you know, for the highest good of all. But mm-hmm. he, she came to the class, and this is like months later, and she's like, my dog is doing amazingly well. You'd never even know she was on a low dose of chemo. Wow. So, you know, it's it's like it's to me when with doing this work, it's like you really have to look at the whole system and not everybody's going to follow through with everything. So the really right. fun part for me is is when is the journey that the person goes on mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. they walk through each of each bit of it and really understood the physical and the emotional and the you know, the whole the whole system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, the example I gave with the rhinestone necklace is, is fun and, and it's exciting to see. But I know that you must deal with a lot of very difficult situations with, you know, pets who are maybe aging or, or dying or, you know, very difficult situations, which can't be easy for you either. No, and that's, uh, thankfully, I have, um, yeah, I have... Usually a few times a week, it's making big decisions like, you know, amputating a leg or is it time to put the dog down? Mm-hmm. And then there's, or, or um, you know, we just adopted this dog and, and she ripped into my new dog, my other dog that I've had forever and I, you know, have a huge hospital bill. So I deal with a lot of big challenges, but there's, you know, some rhinestone necklaces in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I'm I'm guessing that um, people don't call you first when there's a problem. No, you know, I'm pretty much the last resort. I mean, in that yeah. case of that woman with the chemo, she didn't know she wanted to do the chemo, and she was already in alignment with animal communication because she was in my home study course. But the thing is, most people, it's it is it's absolutely a last resort. And they're not sure how to, um, you know, they're not sure what mm-hmm. to do. And they, mm-hmm. some people, you know, I live in a Pollyanna world where I believe everybody believes in animal communication, but some <laughs> people may not even believe in animal communication at the time that they're calling me, but right. they're so desperate. And thankfully they don't tell me, so I don't think, wow, what's your problem? No, right. Um, right. <laughs> I don't think that. I right. think right. everybody is where they is. and. Mm-hmm where they are and I it's fine if people don't believe in it because mm-hmm. we're pretty busy as it is but um mm-hmm. it uh yeah it's it's usually a last resort especially in the case of aggression it's mm-hmm. it's you know they're at the point of putting the dog down and um 
you know, we, I can usually, and I'm saying we because I've got, I really work with my, my students on, you know, having good resources of great dog trainers and people to send them to right away. Um, mm-hmm. But it, you know, there's actually, I've had recently an aggressive dog that, again, the same thing where it's like the woman followed through with everything, got the dog cranial sacral work, really worked on the head. The head had had, the dog was aggressive only in certain moments. And I had felt like there had been like, not a car accident, like he was hit by a car, but like he hit the back seat from the back of the car. And that mm-hmm. probably happened before she owned the dog. But mm-hmm. um, the head injury was, was a big part of why the aggression was happening. So the woman did like four or five cranial sacral sessions. She did all these, you know, changed the food to a more relaxing, calming food. Did, you know, step by step by step, worked with a dog trainer. And four months later, she's like, I can do anything with my dog now. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. You know, I think it, it sounds as you were talking about being, you know, the, the last resort, it made me think of my own work because yeah. as a therapist, it's certainly true. A lot of times people resist going in to see a, a psychologist and, you know, they think, well, you know, I'll try this and I'll try that. And they've tried everything and nothing's working. And finally, they, they wind up here. So it sounds very similar, actually. Yeah. 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 So, um um, what else can you share with us that that is your favorite thing about your work? Uh, my favorite thing is watching in in my classes is watching somebody that that doesn't necessarily believe they can communicate with animals, and then I hand them a picture of my horse, and we get quiet in the group, and then they'll say to me, "Well, I don't even know horses, so I can't do this," and I'll just be like, "Let's just walk through the meditation." And then I'll, you know, have them get to a sense of the essence of my horse and the favorite things. And they'll just go on and on and on about these things that they've seen. And then they'll say, but I don't know horses, and I think I just made this up. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm able to verify every piece of it for them. Wow, that sounds like fun. It's really fun. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and and is the process the same no matter what what the animal, whether it's a horse or a cat or a dolphin or... Yeah, well, it's a little different with the dolphins, but it is it is the same with a horse and a dog and a cat. And one of the reasons why I love to put a picture of my horse up first is so that people really understand that I, you know they don't know horses, and suddenly mm-hmm. they're seeing a picture of the horse playing with the ball, and they're like, "Horses don't play with the ball." And it's like, "Well, my horse does." Ah. You know, so it's things like that. But I put the horse up on purpose for, especially for the non-horse people, because it is so gratifying for them to realize that the pictures in their head weren't theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a dolphin, you know, and I take people on dolphin trips every year, um, and I have two trips in June, um, oh. the, uh, the dolphins are a little different because, you know, in the wild, we can't verify in the same way that we can here at home. Although, that said, a lot of times... You know, you could have a situation where you might have a sense of something that happened to, like, a a wild animal that's been injured because they may Mm -hmm. be able to give you the pictures, words, and feelings. But it's it's not as um, grounded in the the same kind of information. So when I go Uh out and swim with the dolphins, I just send out waves of gratitude, and that's almost like an attractor 
to mm-hmm. them that brings them closer. Wow, that is so fascinating. Uh, um, maybe when we come back from our, our next break, you can tell us a little bit more about all of the courses and the trips that you offer. I would love to. Uh, great. Um, so we will be right back after a short break. We're visiting with Joan Ranquette, Animal Communicator. to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Are you looking to get unstuck from the rut that has seemingly become your life? Move ahead by tuning in to Psychopedia, Life Principles to Help You Get Unstuck. Host Dr. Jeffrey Shaw and his guests will help with the encouragement you need to make that forward move. Guests include therapists, financial advisors, and more, as well as shared stories of hope from the listening audience. Psychopedia, Life Principles to Help You Get Unstuck can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking today with my guest, Joan Ranquette, animal communicator. And um, as we get started with this segment, Joan, I want to be sure I, I really thank you again for making time for us today. I really appreciate it. And I want to um, make sure people know how to reach you. Where do they find you? They find me at my website, which is www.joan. R-A-N-Q-U-E-T dot com. And the other place is you can find me on Facebook. Oh, So, okay. um, and Twitter and Google Plus and Pinterest and all that mm-hmm. crazy yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and where do people find your books if they want to purchase your book? Well, my book, Communication with All Life, is on Amazon. It's still in a lot of New Age bookstores. It's on uh, Barnes & Noble. It's, uh, they can get it through Hay House directly. Um, then uh, 
The new book, Energy Healing for Animals, will be out through Sounds True. That's another publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, in every, you know, when, it, and when it's released, um, you know, you'll be able to get it in any bookstore. Um, and my first book is still in some Barnes & Nobles and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can certainly order it at your favorite bookstore. Um, and then I have a bunch of e-books that go with my program. Um, so those are all on Amazon and Barnes and, and uh, you know, Nook, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, You have a CD, that. too? And the CD, I have a mm-hmm. Communication with All Life Guided Meditation. And then I have a new um, guided meditation for wild animals for getting quiet. Um, mm-hmm. And that's... Um, and so... Yeah, those those are the general products. I'll have a class coming out with Daily Ohm on March third. That'll be up forever. Um, yeah. And then it, I have. It yes. sounds actually. It sounds like you have several different offerings. You mentioned a number of different classes. So could you like walk us through everything? Like if somebody wants to learn about this, everything from say reading your your first book, Communication with All Life, and then the next steps that they might they might go through. Well, I have a, a digital um, Let's Talk to the Animals class. It's um, a six-week teleclass, on, and you communicate with seven of my animals. I have a home study course. It's three months long, and it's uh, really fun. Um, we have, that has a live course with some of my teacher trainers and me. I do mm-hmm. twice a month, and my student, my teachers do two of the weeks. Um, that's a really fun class. And then I have the full program for people that want to become animal communicators or they want to go even deeper into it than the home study course, but they're already like a vet or a vet tech or a dog or a horse trainer and um, or just someone that wants to go for their soul's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a trip to the Bahamas every year in June where we live on a on a like live aboard boat, like an old dive boat, and mm-hmm. we swim with wild dolphins for several days in a row. That must be really pretty fascinating. It's so amazing. You know, it, it's hard to even, for me, it's hard to even grasp that. It's like, wow. Yeah, you know? it's so magical. Yeah, that's that's really a great word for it, magical. I would imagine that's the experience that people come away with, is magical. Yeah, it's very magical. I mean, in a way, I felt like it was magical with my little Sophie story. It's like, what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I can only imagine the degree to which that must be true on something as amazing as swimming with the dolphins. Well, when they swim by you and wink at you, I mean, everybody, the first time everybody gets out of the water, they're like, I swear to God, he winked at me. You know, <laughs> and it's like, he did. You didn't make that's that cool. up. Yeah, that's really cool. And are there other animal trips like that are there other um i do have some i some things in the works but right now i'm because of the new book coming out i'm just kind Mm -hmm. of sticking with what i know as far as the dolphin trip but um Mm -hmm. i'm hoping to do some you know some more trips Mm -hmm. and so what 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 would you say is the most common reason people contact you for for the classes or for personal consultation or Right now, it's about 50-50 consultation for their animal and uh, curious about the classes. Uh-huh. And um, 
uh, do you have an international group, or is it mainly people it's, here oh, in the U.S.? you know what else I have is I have EFT mm. for people and animals, and um, oh. I'm tapping, uh, I've been tapping on animals for a few years now, and now I'm teaching it to people, and um, I do, in that class, it's funny, I have, some, I have someone from Denmark, I have someone from Brazil, I have, yeah, I have people from all over in some of my, oh. and in my home study course, too. Oh, I you know, I'd love to hear, maybe we can have another visit and you can talk to us about EFT for animals because I've had a series of, of EFT experts um, with humans, so... Um, I would you know, love maybe, to do that because yeah, it is that's, so cool. Yeah, I, I know I tried a little bit EFT right at the end with Sophie, but, you know, we we weren't at that stage, so... Um, and you know, it just wasn't the right time for that, but I would love 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 to learn because i know how helpful it is with humans yeah you know why not with uh why not with animals as well so maybe we can schedule that that'd be fun i would love that yeah um and tell me again that's a how how many week program that's an eight week eight week okay and is it um is it a telus class or well i have actually what i have is a three three week um a digital class on just the basics and the, so that you can purchase anytime. And right now I'm partway through this class, but I know I'm going to run it again in the spring. Oh, okay, cool. You you have a lot going on, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, so I really do appreciate your making uh, time for us today. Um, and this information has just been fascinating. So thank you so much. Thank you. I was really, it was really fun and I'm really happy to get to do this with you. Thank you. Um, now, I hope everyone can join me next week when my guest will be Saj Razvi and we will be talking about stress, trauma, and the remarkable new ways of healing. And he is at loveandtrauma.com. And one of the things I like to do is I like to close with a quote each week. And today I'm quoting Will Rogers, who said, If there are no dogs in heaven, then where, when I die, I want to go where they went. So see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week. We'll be right back.